Well, thanks so much, Lauren, for, for joining me today. Excited to talk about travel and, you know, where do we go from here? Uh, because we had such a, a long time without without traveling, without that invigorating of inspiration and, and creativity that travel offers all of us. It certainly impacted my life in, in a major way. And I, it's impacted, I think, a lot of lives in, in a lot of ways. But let's talk talk about your journey first and, and maybe how you got into Operation Groundswell and maybe how you know travel has impacted your life. Yeah, uh, definitely. I have always loved to travel and I've been really lucky to grow up in a family, valued travel and was able to, to travel with us a bit. And so I was always really keen on it. And I was really excited about sort of hiking and outdoor adventure. Um, but I actually went to school for engineering. And uh, <laughs> after that program for everything it was, you know, don't regret a second of it. My first job out of school was was actually at Pepsi. And I think I very quickly realized, you know, well within the first year that I didn't really want to spend all of my time, you know, bottling pop and shipping it around the world. It just, uh, it didn't feel exciting to me. It didn't feel aligned with the things that I really cared about. And it just didn't sort of make me excited or inspired sure. in any way. So I, I eventually left Pepsi and started just leading hiking trips around the world. I was like, I've got some experience in this. I'm interested in this. I love to travel. I love to hike. Let's just do that. Um, so yeah, I was leading some hiking trips. I was really lucky to, to visit a lot of really cool places. But ultimately, I, I sort of found that something was missing in the way that we were experiencing these places. We got to sort of see all the nature and see all of the action. But uh, what was missing in a big way was was people and culture and sort of learning. Um, there's a lot of sort of like physical, you know, exertion and, and a lot of challenge there. And a lot of that is mental too. You know, you're reaching the summit of something, but there was so little about the people that we were visiting and the people who were hosting us and the people who were caring for us and sharing their space with us. And so that's sort of how I, I wound up looking at Operation Groundswell and, and getting a part of it because their tagline was, was backpacking with a purpose and it still is. Great. Um, and at first I was like, I don't really get it. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> that seems so vague. It's seems almost too good to be true. It just didn't seem to make any sense. And I think I only really understood what that meant and how it felt uh, after going on a program and meeting all the people that not only work here at Operation Groundswell, but really importantly, work with us all around the world. We're backpacking with a purpose and, and what we're trying to do is um, sort of build this community of travelers who are socially and environmentally and politically engaged in, in all these places that we travel to and, and of course the ones that we live in as well. And just finding that sort of educational questioning, really digging deeper, combined with that adventurous style of travel uh, was was got, what got me kind of hooked. Give us an idea of like what no, normal in air quotes, but like a normal trip with Operation Groundswell, right? It's a small group, maybe let's say like five to eight people that, you know, really want to travel differently and, and have an experience together. So so what, is that, what does that look like? Maybe from everywhere from like pick a location around the world, right? And maybe what happens on, on that experience that they go on? So it's, it's sort of the farthest thing from a hop on, hop off tour bus that, that you can find. <laughs> we travel in small groups because it means we can travel to some really incredible places and, and also because it brings a lot of sort of meaning to the people you're traveling with and, and you're sort of going through this thing together. And so all of our programs follow one or two sort of main themes, but really weave in a lot of social and environmental justice um, elements throughout. But maybe the best example I can I can give is or an example anyway, we have a program in Guatemala um, and it's our seed to shelf program. And the idea is to follow a coffee bean from hmm. seed where it's grown all the way to shelf 
when we buy a bag of beans at our grocery store or or a cup of coffee from the coffee shop. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. So it's like, how do we take you on a journey to meet with the farmers who are growing your beans, you know, both big producers and small producers, you know, huge co-ops and, and tiny ones just starting out. What is the process that that plant goes through? Who does it touch along the way? Who's impacted by it? Who regulates it? You know, how does it move both sort of figuratively and literally through the world mm -hmm. to end up in your in your cup of coffee and so we sort of take that journey by meeting all the people and staying with them along the way and just kind of getting that full experience of of what seems like a really simple thing right. that we do every morning as you wake up to a cup of coffee and putting it into this global context so that you know the next time you are back home and you're drinking your cup of coffee you're thinking about what it took on sort of a global scale and a super local scale to get all the way there. Yeah, so, travel the supply yeah. chain. It's really interesting. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's a really, I mean, I could see how that would be a, a really tremendous experience. And unfortunately, we haven't had to have these type of experiences, let's say the last two years now, you know, give or take. I mean, kind of depending yeah. on what, where you are in the world. But what was that last two years like for being a travel company, right? Like it had to be a whirlwind of emotions on a lot of different levels. But I guess <laughs> talk about like when it first sort of hit and you guys and it realized that things were going to change quite drastically, you know, for the brand or for the company, like what were those initial days like? I mean, the initial, initial days when we still had programs on the ground were right. hectic to say the least. Um, but we, the thing that I've sort of appreciated the most about being at Operation Groundswell is our sort of commitment to our community and every single part of the community. And so, you know, it was chaos getting people out of country, back home, figuring out what was going on, you know, learning as everyone was, you know, new information every day. But once the dust had settled, even just a little bit, uh, I think some of our first questions were, how do we continue to support our whole community, including mm -hmm. the people who we usually visit and support, you know, in country, our community of program leaders and, you know, staff and, and people in sort of the headquarters, if you will. And then our incredible community of, of alumni and travelers and hopeful travelers and future OG backpackers as well. So our, our first move was really to pivot a bit towards fundraising for our partners who we could no longer visit because we, you know, promised and, and hoped to be with them for the past two years. And then, um, right. you know, with, with COVID just sort of exacerbating global inequities, we found it very important to, to do what we could uh, to support them. And, and then, yeah, since then, we've, we've tried to figure out ways that we can connect them still with our community of travelers. Um, so that's looked like a million different things. <laughs> but uh, yes, just always sort of founded on that, that question of like asking questions about, you know, why we're doing things, you know, who is it for? What impact can we have? You know what's within our sort of capability and, and how can we just keep digging in and asking questions and yeah doing 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 our best how is it sort of now kind of as we our, our ability to travel some parts of in some different ways now is there different now like protocols and like philosophies and like places you can go versus places you can't go like is the, are there still a lot of hurdles that that you still face with just sort of putting a, a sort of 
again, just a normal trip together. Definitely. I think it's been really interesting for us because as sort of uh, like a boutique operator with all these like very personal relationships with partners on the ground and with sort of a very strong commitment to being as responsible and and sort of ethical as we can be, there's been a a big tension in sort of like when, you know, what feels right, uh, what what is right in terms of traveling to these places that are, you know, underserviced um, and, and sort of like globally oppressed and don't have the same access to vaccination and, and right. you know, all of that, while at the same time recognizing that a lot of their livelihoods depend on tourism and travelers and people who can come visit and engage and, you know, participate in the things that they have to offer. So for us right now, it's been it's been pretty straightforward because the Canadian and, and the U.S. governments up until very, very recently had been advising against non-essential travel. Um, so yeah, we haven't traveled in almost two years now, but we're really looking forward to traveling again, you know, hopefully this winter and then hopefully almost certainly who's to say (laughs) but planning for (laughs) this summer being you know the time where we can really sort of comfortably and responsibly re-engage in community-based travel yeah i mean it's just got to be dealing with all the the legislation and just not even legislation but just like you said daily like updates of like okay you're free to do this and then like a week later it's like no that's shut down again and it's like (laughs) It, it, it's operationally just for a company, but then like also for, you know, a traveler, right. Or a person who loves to mm-hmm. embrace other cultures. And again, I think travel just is such that educational tool that is so needed for, for, for all of us, right. Like it's such a, it, it's such a privilege to be able to, to travel mm-hmm. and, and get that, you know, inspiration and, and meet people in different cultures. It's, it's, and we, and I think we don't realize that globally that there is a dependency a little bit on tourism, mm-hmm. right. For these mm-hmm certain areas Mm -hmm. that it does bring a lot of economic impact, you know, to that region. Maybe talk a little bit about about that and and how doing travel really well to, you Mm -hmm. know, a local region, like how does that look like in a really impactful way? What does that mean to, you know, to really travel to a region and really respect culture, really embrace yourself in it, you know, and also like, Mm -hmm be welcomed and and treat people with like respect and and have your dollar go like a really far away, right? When you Mm -hmm. you sort of travel Mm -hmm. to these regions, like what does that, what does that sort of look like on the ground, like economic impact wise? Really, really good question. And I love the question around impact. It's something that we talk about a lot because it is, it's such a fascinating topic and it's really important. Originally, um, Operation Groundswell was sort of founded uh, in response to or in questioning of volunteer travel organizations and programs that were already in place. And, you know, this was sort of early 2000s when headlines or or marketing taglines like change the world or save a life in in a week were, were much more common. And our question has always been, you know, what does that impact actually look like? Like, who is who is this impact that we're talking about on and and what is it you know what does it mean and i think you know when you're looking to travel in a sustainable way and you're looking to quote unquote make an impact i think the thing that you as a traveler often find sort of after the fact if done well is that you find that the impact is actually a lot on on you and the way that right. traveling and immersing in a culture changes the way that you act and i think and and think and that to me is such an exciting awesome important reason why we exist because we like like you said, we arguably need travel more than ever because it does change the way that we all think about each other. And it's how we connect with each other and how we think together and about each other in this increasingly sort of global world. And so, you know, understanding how to make an impact, I think is a lot in your mindset of who is this impact on and, and how can I sort of 
yeah, like, like embrace that. Asking questions about if you're traveling with a group, you know, who does the group work with? Uh, what is their relationship with local vendors? Mm-hmm. You know, how long have they been working with them? Is there a sort of like a vetting process? You know, if you're traveling by yourself, just making sure that you ask the right questions um, for yourself as well. You know, what what are my values? What do I want to spend my money on? Who do I want to support? It's hard to do super well, and we're all going to be imperfect, but it's something that I've really appreciated working with Operation Groundswell is just understanding how important partnerships can be in making sure that the impact that we want to have is the impact that we want to have. And that's partnership with sort of local organizations? Yeah, yeah, exactly. On our our programs, we'll visit a number of uh, what we call partners along the way, and they are sort of our partners, and and we'll sort of work with them in different capacities. So whether we're staying with them, whether uh, we're doing sort of an educational program with them, um, an activity, uh, whatever it may be, and just because of how how strong our relationships are with them, it's nice that we can feel confident that that the impact that you know our dollars are having is is what we sort of want it to be. So let's talk about the future a little bit and like what what is sort of you know the next steps. And you guys are launching Let's Rethink Travel Challenge. Talk about what that is and, and what the, the the vision and mission of of the challenge is. Uh, so this is something that we're really really pumped up about. Uh, <laughs> so the challenge. Challenge in in sort of super short invites anyone and everyone to creatively think about what the future of travel could be like. We want to have this wide open conversation about this opportunity that we all have as industry, as individuals, as tour operators, as travelers, and as people to rethink the way that the world travels. This sort of like forced pause on on travel, we hope, has has made people think, hmm, you know, the next hmm. time that I do travel, what do I want it to look like? How can I make sure that it is reflective of what I care about and that we are sort of working towards travel as a force for good? So this challenge we've set up, uh, you know, in, in partnership with a lot of amazing people and organizations is just an invitation to chat, an invitation to think and think critically and collaborate on what the future of travel could look like. So we're taking in submissions of, of any kind kind, uh, you know, visual art, dance, video, audio, you know, you can write a song, whatever it might be, however you can best express the way that, you know, travel can be is, is sort of what we're looking for. So I want to put the question on you. What what do you think the future of travel does look like? <laughs> to be honest, I haven't thought about this in a really <laughs> intentional way up until now, because there's so many sort of elements to it. To me, I think the future of travel and a travel that, you know, is a force for good is people traveling with a wide open mind and being one intentional and at least thoughtful about Mm -hmm. how they spend their money. Yeah. And then two, really respectful and just sort of conscientious towards the people that are in these places that we visit. Like if we can just get people thinking critically about the places that they're visiting, and I don't know how to get people to care, but but to think about and to to want to learn about the history and the context and the culture. If we can just get people interacting with other people who are different in a really meaningful way, I think I think the future of travel is is very bright. <laughs> when we talk about spending money 
in an impactful way. What, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that look like from your perspective or, or maybe Operation Groundswell's perspective on, on spending, you know, money effectively when you travel? What, what does that look like or, or what could it look like? Yeah, good question. I think it's, it's, it's harder to do sort of on the fly, you know, if you're in the mm-hmm. moment, it's, it's, you're not going to be asking a bajillion questions about who owns this restaurant or whatever. But I think with sort of like pre-planned itinerary or group travel, you have an opportunity to do your research on the relationships that that, that group has with local communities and sort of their values and the types of activities as well can, can make quite a big difference. And also just understanding like, what am I doing in this place? Like, what am I supporting with, yep. the, with the things that I'm doing? And like, is there a way and, and this isn't going to be for everyone and so I think that's also just sort of like something to to caveat but if I'm in a place is there a way to engage with current issues and, and challenges that are happening in this place and and to make sure that I'm my values are aligned with sort of the activities I'm doing the people who I'm spending time with the sort of places that I'm staying I think an interesting sort of like example of this is communities who are experiencing food insecurity or mm-hmm. particular sort of like natural disaster or, um, you know, civil rights or human rights issues. Um, but it's still a really interesting tourist destination. Mm-hmm. Are you listening to the local community about what they want? Do they want travelers there? You know, what kind of messages are they trying to send to the international community? And are you being like mindful of, of sort of the local community when you make those decisions on where to go? The good thing is that Operation Groundswell kind of does all this for us. Right? Is that like, would <laughs> That's you... sort of the idea. <laughs> is that going through somebody like OG to do this helps us feel better about if we, if we, if we travel with OG, then we know that that stuff has been sort of already sort of taken into account. Correct. That's how yeah. I see it. Yeah. That, that's definitely the idea. And don't get me wrong. There's, there's so much room and, and it's, there's so much value in sort of independent travel as well. Yeah. Um, but I think what we're sort of hearing, especially post or sort of in the COVID era, is that it, it's a lot more comforting and sort of comfortable for people to travel with a group who has sorted all of those things out, who know that our values are aligned on the types of activities that I want to do, on the kind of work that they want to do, and that sort of my you know, fundamental health and safety is going to be taken care of as well. So I want to kind of end a little bit on on your recommendations. And I want to talk a little bit about your sort of travel journey, because you have somehow planted 7000 trees in one day, and you (laughs) cycled the length of, of Vietnam. So what would you recommend, maybe not first time travels, but maybe somebody looking to do something really, really impactful when they travel or or take a really big journey? Like what would you would you sort of recommend to to that person of, of like what type of travel trip to take and maybe set a certain intention of, yeah. of what their, their, their travel trip should be about? So I was lucky to travel a lot independently before finding Operation Groundswell. I think if I had to redo it, I would go, I wouldn't change anything, but I think going the other way around might've made a bit more sense because I think what I found is that after traveling you know, cycling the length of Vietnam independently and living in New Zealand independently and doing all these things by myself, I thought that I'd figured it out. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like I know how to travel. I know, you know, I'm a thoughtful person that wants to be a responsible ethical traveler. I think I can find all of the sort of good spots. I, you know, I only eat local and all these things. And I thought that I'd sort of figured it out. Right. But it wasn't until going on a program with Operation Groundswell that I was like, whoa. <laughs> I have no idea 
what I'm doing. And I have, I had no understanding of what it really takes to cultivate really meaningful relationships with local communities. It's a totally different experience to show up in a town and like sort of find the local guest house and just like stay there for a night and have dinner with family than it is to be very intentionally welcomed into a community of coffee farmers who are going to share their life story and their life's work and and everything with me because I'm a part of this organization that they trust so much so cool and that was like huge for me I was like yeah I (laughs) I don't know anything I don't know how anyone could possibly do this by themselves because there's just so much value in cultivating those really long trusting mutually respectful relationships that you just can't do by yourself so that was that was a big moment for me and I think it's important to experience both but now that I have the perspective that I do from traveling with OG it definitely changes the way that I travel by myself as well well awesome thank you so much Lauren I'm excited to see what the next stage of OG is and, and the challenge what that brings I think we'll we'll be collaborating on some content uh, going forward uh, about sort of the future of travel and, and what that looks like from you know all of our perspectives but I think that looking at the journey and the intention that you spoke about and when we're traveling right going from seed to shelf with sort of the the coffee supply chain is such a an amazing way to think about taking a journey right if we think about travel it's kind of like going to the beach and and kind of getting away and and breaking away and and just escaping essentially right Mm. but maybe it's we we think about that different of what quote-unquote vacation is or what Mm -hmm. travel is and and really look at it as an intentional you know educational journey Um, I think that just intention is a big big thing i think we would do anything with intention uh it always comes out better than if we did it with no intentions so really love the mission and the work that you and the team are up to and and best of luck the rest of this year and obviously uh, as we move forward in the travel industry 